0: this is for the nerds this is for the brainiacs this is what we deserve go ahead and play it back you ain't gonna touch me you're not gonna do nothing you are not above me i bet you wish you was me i know it this is I for know. the nerds this is for the brainiacs this is what we deserve go ahead and play it back i know and i know all right everyone welcome back this is the Soft for Why Vlogcast season two, episode number 16. Of course, you see me. I am back in my rightful chair. We missed a week of Soft for y Vlogcast because, you know, some production stuff happened and like, you know, I was gone and like, who was calling the shots? Berkey was taking a little break. He was like, you know what, Ber- Chris is taking a break. I'm taking a break. But we are back and I am happy to be back, Berkey. I am not even wearing black today. I am wearing a colorful color. Dressed up for that flight. I don't know what they're getting into in Vegas, mm-hmm. but they're coming here
1: right. and I'm here. Uh, I mean, the Jersey to Vegas flight, you're not really going to experience much, I don't think. You don't understand. But like that LA to Vegas flight or or Phoenix to Vegas flight.
0: Berkey, this is what you don't know. New York City and New Jersey are the same. Like they're right there. Like people use the Newark airport from New York. No, that's fair. So like it's, it's, it's all. Those the- are like business types, you know. Yeah, strippers but- are on that LA flight. Sometimes, you know, yeah, you're right. You're right. You know what you're talking about. <laughs> all right. So I am back and I'm excited, man. I, I feel like while while I was gone, I was like, we need to talk like we need to talk. I was like yesterday. I was like, all right, this better be edited because I got things to say. Sure. <laughs> like, And sometimes, you know, I just say. Yeah, no, we so, get it. OK, so I literally just landed and I'm like, OK, we need to talk. So this was like first order of business. And. I think we should start from, like, the top, right? Like, Fedor Cruz or Krause or however you pronounce his name, excuse me if if I'm wrong, gets caught cheating, right? So I'm going to recap kind of the the, the storyline for people that haven't been following along Poker Twitter. He gets caught cheating because his boys or his roommates, they're probably not boys anymore. Sure. Out him for using RTA slash database and just like crushing
1: high stakes right like 100 nl to 40 k NL in
0: under a year right so your normal yeah trajectory. your normal sunrise you know just typical come up if you will how it went down is like effectively pads kind of like showcased this to the world mm-hmm. right uh he showed us a two plus two thread that had not screenshots, but photos of a whole setup where like this screen is used for cheating and this one is used to play.
1: Well, so more specifically, it was two separate machines, Yeah, right? So it was an offline machine that was uh, housing the database of real-time, or not real-time solves, but the database of effective solves. And then the other machine was what he was playing on. Uh, Supposedly, most of his play took place on ACR, and GG, I believe, mm-hmm. or maybe it was Party. I don't know. Basically, people were trying to paint the argument that uh, the reason he didn't get caught is because he didn't play much on Stars or he was losing on Stars, but I don't think that ultimately proved to be true. I think that uh, he may not have put the mo- most volume in at Stars, but if I remember reading the thread correctly, he was
0: playing there. He was playing on Stars, but he, you're right. I mean, that's who they outed him to. Yeah. It's interesting that this came up. One, because... And I'm just going to like say how it is. Like we talked about this 6 months ago. Wes. Like we were like at before. This is a problem. Yeah. Like we were like, "Yo, this is a problem." And the entire online community, not the entire, but like a lot of people were like, "You guys don't know what you're talking about." The voices of the high stakes. Yeah, like you yeah. guys don't know what you're talking about. You guys are live pros. Like you don't know the You don't know the climate. You don't know how hard we work. You don't know like what's going on. And we're like, "All right, but like anybody could just do this." Yeah. Right? Effectively, they shut us up for a little bit. We're like, all right, you guys know your climate. We know our climate. Like, no problem. Right? If you guys say you're good, then you're good. Oh, I don't think they're that good, Burke. I don't know. I don't. I,
1: it seems as if they had a problem. Here's my clapback. every time somebody says, you don't know what you're talking about. You don't play high stakes online. I don't need to know what I'm talking about as far as playing in the game. All I need to know is how technology scales. Mm. And, you know, I've been around watching technology scale for the last... 20 some odd years, right? And we understand that throughout the course of the internet wave into the app wave, into the technological wave that we're in now, the cheaters are always ahead of the security. Yeah. Always, 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 always. Security always lags behind because there's creativity in the scam and it takes some time in order to build these, or these walls to fight against it. Secondarily, like almost all technology has some sort of backdoor. And that's always going to behoove the person who wants to take advantage, right? So it's like all you need to understand is that there's mass data analysis taking place daily that is quote unquote above board. People are running sims, people are buying hands. I don't know why we've approved that to be above board as a community, but like it is what it is. Uh, All of this stuff is taking place, right? So all this mass data collection is taking place, it's being analyzed. Maybe not necessarily critically, because a lot of people aren't necessarily great data analysts. But some niche few are going to be incredibly good at it, very accurate, and they're going to see an opportunity to leverage it into making money. These databases aren't that hard to come by. Yeah. You can literally buy a database full of solves that is, you know, effectively complete for multiple bet sizes at 100 big blinds. Yeah. Right. And it's like it's not that shocking that this kid had one. It, it really isn't. It shouldn't be that shocking if you found out that 20 of your favorite elite pros
0: also have access to a similar database. it's almost like the argument of tanking, right? This this was the this was like the back and forth on, online where it was like, "Well, if this person tanks and you don't tank, then you're giving up EV to this person." Fine. Yeah. We could we could agree that like for, you know, for reasons of long-term health and like and like, you know, recreational players not getting angry things like that, we should just not do it, right? But Daniel, you know, Deoxy put out a a post and everybody said like they do it, right? Okay. Besides the point, the greater point is that with these real-time solves, when you hit a certain stake, at that point it becomes, well, if they do it and I don't do it, then why am I playing here? Because I'm giving up a Mm -hmm. lot. So what you're saying and like 20 of your favorite players might be using this. Well, you might be right in, in that they I'm might I'm not even have necessarily
1: to. saying that they're using it. I'm just saying that it's very likely that anybody who's playing high stakes has access to a searchable database of solves. Mm-hmm. Nobody's sitting around. Like, do you think all these super high rollers who are like, you know, crushing 100Ks and whatnot, do you think they're literally running organic solves every single day? Seems unlikely. Right. It's just like, it's, it's so understood that you get somebody to do the legwork for you. You know, it's like I run solves whenever I'm curious about spots, but when I'm trying to do sweeping uh, strategy stuff, I just pay somebody to run it. Yeah. You know, it's like why people who are playing high stakes, their time is more valuable than the mechanic of getting the solution, right? Their time is best spent analyzing the solution and figuring out how to apply it. Now, the application is where we're splitting hairs, right? Because there's a big difference between having a, understanding of how the this database looks in a strategic form versus just searching the spot that you're currently in and getting spat back out an answer. So that's the big issue. It's like, and that's currently unpoliceable, right? Right. If we just have people with, with machines that are offline that are utilizing a searchable database to run through the exact spot that they're in,
0: they're just a human bot. So the fact that they have two machines One's offline, it's really tough to police this. I don't even know where we go. Right. And it's also not that
1: difficult of a setup. Like people are acting like the the barrier of entry to create this type of technology is so vast. No, that there's just no way it's
0: happening at scale. How much how much do you think people like if you had to take a guess, whether you know or not the mm-hmm. number? What do you think the number is? Of all online poker players? No, no, no. Of how much do you think this cost?
1: Oh, sub ten K. That's nothing. Yeah. Uh, I'm 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 you know, ballparking. Maybe maybe it costs twenty K, but it like, might be twenty K to get the solves right. I don't know. But like uh it's you know, that information is gonna become more and more readily available every single day. More people are gonna put in the work, more people are gonna have the collective solves.
0: Do you think that we just went down a dark alley or a bad path? without knowing so for example i tweeted is snapshot cheating yeah and it was just dead even like with a lot of voting like it was like 1500 votes dead even mm-hmm. that could be argued as a cheating metric we go all the way back to like you know people having like that m thing on their on their computer uh you know showing them real time like you're at this m and etc telling you what to do then Snapchat came then It's like we kept creeping up and up this path and now we're here where it's like, this is the right answer. Yeah. Like, did we just like not see what was happening? Uh, I think we just turned a blind eye to it. I mean,
1: it's pretty obvious what's happening, right? I don't have to memorize a push-fold chart anymore. Mm -hmm. 2009, I had to memorize a push-fold chart. So there's a huge difference. Yeah. And it's it's a huge unfairness to the person who spent the time and effort to like accurately try to learn those things. As opposed to the person who can just pull it up on their phone, so like yeah, anything that unfairly takes EV from the pool is very likely in my in my world that's cheating, right that's very black and white. If you're unjustly taking EV from the collective, then you are cheating Now, is there a spectrum to cheating? Of course, mm-hmm. right like it's a lot less harmful to use snappshove than it is to use RTA. Or like, you know, true RTA where right, right. where you're scanning a database, whatever. But it's all the same, right? It's like even uh, Nick, who I consider to be a good friend, I, I don't know where I lie with his metrics of mass data analysis, right? It's like you can't criticize him because the community doesn't police it. People are buying hands all the time. Upswing released a course that was how to beat OTB Baron. Yeah, that's wild. Right? It's insane. But, you know, so it's like I, I can't condemn him. But like personally, I think that it is crossing lines. You know, I, well,
0: it, it used to be right. Like so, uh, you know, back then, like when when Easler got his hands bought mm-hmm. and gave it to Brian Townsend, uh, and, and Hastings played Hastings played gave him. it, yeah. yeah, Hastings gave it to Brian Townsend. Right. They both got banned yeah. for for a short period of time, it, and and it's like okay, like that wasn't okay. Now we've gotten all the way to the point where it's like how to beat LTB Red Baron. It's like. Right. What, what's going on? Like, yeah, yeah. Uh,
1: yeah, it's a game of imperfect information where technology can help fill in a lot of the voids. And because people are lazy and selfish and only self-motivated and self-interested, they just allowed technology to continually do that. Thinking somehow arrogantly that like, oh, I'm aware of these tools and mm-hmm. I'll utilize them to my favor. But the masses aren't. Yeah. So it doesn't matter. My win rate goes up and theirs just collectively goes down. Even if that were true, that's a recipe for destruction of the entire environment, right? An ecosystem can't survive when you simply have a taker and a bunch of dumb money, right? Eventually the dumb money just dries up. And I think like online has been a dying star for the better part of a decade. Like it just continually gets infiltrated more and more and more by technology and all we see are a bunch of band-aids being slapped on it along the way, where operators are kind of just like, "Well, the community doesn't seem to care that much. This is really fucking expensive to police. It's going to take a lot of manpower. It's going to take a lot of technology on our side and cost. Let's just run the cost-benefit analysis, mm-hmm. sweep it under the rug, you know, quietly ban a few people here and there, and you know, if they don't care,
0: we don't care. Our so, traffic's high. Our rate yeah. is high." So is it our problem then where we're just saying like, okay, we need to just start. I don't even know. Like we've gone so far. I don't know if we could turn back. I think the problem
1: starts in the messaging. So many people are just not interested in long term because I think they think they'll have better opportunities in life somewhere down the line. Like most people from from losing players to break even to the elite – I think they think poker is like uh, a stopping ground or a, a you know, a, a rest stone? stop. Yeah, like a stepping stone or like a rest stop along the way on their true journey, right? And what I don't think most of them recognize is they've been pulled in, and they're very reliant on the poker ecosystem to get through day to day, to pay rent, to ensure a livelihood that mm-hmm. they've created for themselves, right? So when you only think about the short term and you treat it like a job instead of a career, then you start to make short term decisions that harm the longevity of you potentially being able to do this for a significant period of time. And I think that that community wide, the messaging is very, very short term.
0: What do you think the messaging like? What, what do you think the messaging is? Like? I,
1: I think it's just kind of like, like just this isn't a big deal. Yeah, yeah. Right. Like this isn't happening. It's not that big of a deal. Like, I tweeted something along the lines of operators and and the voices of the community that matter have done a great job messaging away from the problem that persists.
0: Right. They're they're messaging prize pools.
1: Yeah, prize pools. uh, Games are on the up and up. I, I keep seeing this over and over and over again. Well, no matter what's happening, mid stakes is still super soft and very beatable. It's like, yeah, for winning players. That's true. But on average... Right. These stakes aren't that soft, and they're not that beatable. They make it sound like you can just pull somebody off the street and train them to beat two
0: five or five ten. I feel like a lot of people say that, but I want to start seeing some receipts, right? Because I don't think that these people are just crushing these games. Like, I'm just like, okay, like, are you really beating like two five for that much? Like, I want to see like hundred k. Like, yeah, where know? are these online losers? Yeah,
1: no one's losing, right? No everybody one, with a Twitter account who plays online poker is a winning player, right? And they're all thumbing their nose at live players, because That's what I'm
0: saying—they're not online and they're not, you know, utilizing this technology, right? So it's like you know—is—is is it beatable? Yeah, of course it's beatable. Is everybody winning? I don't think so. I think that it's cool to be like part of the crowd and it's easy to blend in, and, uh, and you know, when you're behind the screen and nobody's watching you play, right? You know, so. How do we change the messaging then? Like, Because I like that statement that you said of like the messaging is wrong or like the way of carrying. Yeah, we have a marketing problem. Yeah. Our
1: community as a whole in every single element, live, online, tournaments, cash, training, media, all of it collectively. Huge, 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 huge marketing problem. We're still selling some pipe dream from the early 2000s that doesn't exist. We're still in the, the facade of gaming being completely and utterly secure where we've gone from a gray market pre-Black Friday or hell, maybe even closer to a black market pre-Black Friday to a, a a black market adjacent, right? Like now we have... I mean, honestly, these app games are are situated in such a way that they're almost worse than what we had pre-Black Friday.
0: They They are i think they're i
1: should say they're more dangerous right because they're not a house of cards in the sense that you run the risk of the entire system shutting down obviously that still exists too yeah but you you run greater risk at just getting stolen at a micro level
0: yes well like you know they'll make the argument that like you know they have unions and things like that but uh, you know right
1: but the the strongest argument i hear is you have to trust your 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 agent yeah That's crazy. That is crazy. That is crazy. There should be no layer of trust being exchanged between an operator and a client. That's true. Ever. Could you imagine going into the business world and being like, I want to invest in the stock market. And then just being told like, you really got to trust your broker.
0: (laughs) Like, yeah how about we trust the sec yeah
1: fuck <laughs> the market then i don't want to be in like i really have to
0: trust my broker
1: this is madness
0: yeah that's that's a good point yeah that's that's a good point it's like it's a little bit much i think i agree with that i agree with that so i think it's because we went from like such like oh man this was really bad with full tail yeah. to like now we have to say like these this is safe like this right. is really safe well as you know? safe
1: as we're gonna get yeah and to be fair like yeah th- you know there's some safety nets in place, I guess, you know, trust being one of them. But the whole thing is that our ecosystem is regressing to what it was pre-Moneymaker boom. And with it, you're going to see the money flee, right? We're now now shifting towards a landscape where if you want to play poker, you have to do it the way they did in the 70s and 80s. You have to know somebody who invites Mm -hmm. you to a game, Mm -hmm. who you trust to pay you out.
0: And doesn't cheat
1: you. And doesn't cheat you. And if he does cheat, you have to have, like, the ability to counter cheat him, right? Like This is
0: in both arenas, though. This is both online and 100%, live.
1: Yeah. 100%. 100%. Live, live also, right? Things are going private. Things are going to houses. Yeah. Things are potentially cheated. Mm-hmm. It's honestly, it's turning back into Doyle's game. And, like, that won't fly in the modern era because of technology. The advancement of cheating methods is much greater. And it becomes less detectable by the, by the crowds that need to source the cheating, number one. Number two, this isn't the 60s and 50s and 70s where you're just going to put a body in the fucking desert right. somewhere if they screw you over. It's true. You know what I mean? Like, you have no recourse. No. There's, there's very, the very little punishment for cheaters. And we've seen that throughout the history of poker. There are so many guys who scummed the community that are just regulars. Yeah. At the mid to high stakes. Regulars. They just show their face like it's fine. Not even just show your face. Some of them are celebrated. There are like a handful of names off the top of my head where it's like they're spoken about as if like they're elite. Some of them have banners on the WSOP. Right. Right. So it's just like from top to bottom, the messaging just needs to change. And people are so terrified of scaring away new money. Right. They're like, well, we can't market that we have these problems because then no new money comes. It's like no, that's that's not true. What it demonstrates is a path forward that isn't going to just be my RTA versus your RTA.
0: That's the worst of of the marketing. Well, right? it's the
1: worst because now yeah. just the rake wins. Yeah. If we all start playing perfectly,
0: the only person who wins is the house. Well, I'm saying like if that is is the is what we're saying like oh it's safe, but like you know people use bots. Like the bot and RTA thing is gonna get out because new players are going to research how to win yeah, yeah. like and that's going to be the way like what they run into well, Oh, yeah if you if you look at like what's available
1: for public sale mm-hmm. it's all cheap the reason it's cheap is because it's effectively winning at the stakes by which somebody who couldn't otherwise beat the game would purchase yeah right so when you're talking about like 10 cent 25 cent to maybe one dollar two dollar and you have a bunch of losing players who are tired of losing and are willing to pay $500 for a bot that can play better than them. They just do. Absolutely. And they just win, right? Because, like, those stakes are beatable with a, a very elementary strategy. Yeah. Or at least a very rough version of GTO. I mean,
0: these are real problems. Like, I, it, it's one of those things where I was telling you, like, through text message. I was like, I don't know where we're going. Like, I, I don't see, like, both landscapes have the same problem in their own way. And I don't know where we go, like
1: yeah, I, I mean, I see it if we're if we're analyzing it from like a marketing lens, I see a massive regression where we are where the ecosystem is regressing back to what we saw like pre-boom, and I see that poker's retention is incredibly high. When mm-hmm. people get into the game, they stay in the game, yeah, right So the ability to retain your consumer is really, really high. We have a good product, but our acquisition model. Is fucked. And it's only going to be more fucked because the retention model is going to deplete. It just has to, right? The more that technology advances, the more it preys upon those who have been retained into the game for a long period of time because they regress. Yeah. Right. They can't keep up with the tech. So they die. As they die and we don't accumulate Mm -hmm. new consumers or we don't acquire new consumers, the game dies. So, like, eventually, exactly what you think is going to happen, happens. The money rises to the top and the market itself collapses. Yeah. And it's what we're staring in the face. Mm-hmm. And it's not going to happen tomorrow. It's not going to happen in three years. It might not even happen in the next decade because I think live is pretty protected. Right.
0: But, and, like... And tournaments, in, whatever.
1: Yeah. But, like, in our lifetimes, for sure, poker is going to go the, way, the the wayside of chess. Where it's just, like, now we're competing for very tiny prize pools only the elite play. And it's going to mirror exactly what you saw during its early growth phase, right? So it's just a bell curve. There's this early growth phase where you know only a handful of people are playing in the world, at least professionally. It's the Doyles, the Negranos, the Barry Greensteins, that tiny little collective. They're the only professionals in the world. Everybody else is playing somewhat recreationally for very small stakes. Then a boom happens, right? And we just traject up. And then there's this leveling off period around Black Friday. And ever since then, we've been on the downward spiral. And eventually, we're going
0: to arrive back to what it looked like pre-boom. Scary times, man. I don't know. I don't don't know if I want to be around for that. Maybe that's why everyone has this short-term thought. Maybe they they agree with you on the low. I think that they – well, also, I think that they just suffer through
1: the ups and downs so rapidly that everybody's one downswing away Mm. from just being removed from the system anyway. That's true. And those downswings elongate and become more vicious every time technology advances.
0: All right. So we came here to talk about what we really wanted to talk about, you know, on top of this, more cheating. Mm. So the Stones cheating scandal gets settled this week. There was a lot of back and forth on like, oh, how much did they get? We don't like the statement that Max said. It seems like they got the, like Stones got the best of it there, et cetera, et cetera. But then afterwards, JFK Justin, who is the tournament director slash floor person at Stones, makes a statement. In the fall of 2019, I watched as the poker community, in quotes, and wannabe celebrity commentators, he's talking about you, I think, on Twitter and YouTube, falsely accused me of being a knowing participant in what alleged to be the, quote, biggest poker cheating scandal in history. He- that's, that's obviously not true. Yeah, I mean, you're obviously not a wannabe celebrity. Bro. Sure. You're just a fucking celebrity. Also,
1: <laughs> as far as poker scandals go, this one's just the, the most laughable pot yeah. Ripper won way more fucking money than Possible.
0: Another statement he said, or another part of the statement, he says, "I am, I am ashamed to say that back in October 2019, after listening to to so much propaganda, I even went through a period of time where I wondered if it was possible that Mike possler had cheated. I remember being so depressed with the thought that I could have missed something so obvious." Quotes. The news spiraled out of control with Poker News making ridiculous statements, countless op-eds, mindlessly parroting and even some mainstream media attention by ESPN. I, You know, he, he went on to say more things, but this was like the general gist of what was going on. And the part that I don't understand, first of all, is, you know, I can't speak for like how he's thinking or anything like that, but... It felt a little bit uns- unsettling in that this strategy that he went about almost felt like a victory lap. Um, oh yeah, for sure. And the second part is that I didn't understand when he said in October two thousand nineteen. After all the propaganda, I I I almost thought that it was possible, you know, that this happened because to me, if you are a, a a gaming director, a floor or anything like that, that you are in charge of the game at any moment. When a player tells you this person might be cheating at that point, you should think it's possible. Obviously. Yeah. Cheating is always a possibility, right? Like to dismiss
1: it as 100% certain that possible is above board. Like, I don't know, man. Like I hate to even give it the same more attention because I think it's asinine. I think like, you know, uh, I I get why it's resurfacing. We as a community don't have answers. And it's good, fun drama, I guess. But at the end of the day, this is all much to do about nothing. Nothing is ever going to happen legally. California already set that precedent.
0: Well, we don't know. There's rumors of a Department of Justice investigation going on. Oh, uh, On what grounds? I don't know. I don't speak for DOJ. Yeah, but that's the- what I mean. Like, I, I don't know that
1: that's true. But... uh regardless here's the way that i see it and I, I think that like this is a very simple point of view and um you know kind of is what it is jfk was silent for a year while being heavily accused of being involved right and that i understand from his vantage point is debilitating like i told you that if i were in his shoes there's no way even with legal counsel i would have stayed quiet for a year it's just like I would have done everything in my power to help the investigation, not to fucking like put up a brick wall and align myself with the person who very likely cheated the game, right? Mm. So that is all very strange to me. It's still very strange to me that he continues to align himself with Posse. Posse was not named in Mac's statement, right? Posse was not in any way, shape, or form shown to be innocent all that was stated was there wasn't enough evidence to demonstrate that stones or jfk was willingly in the know yeah in a cheating scandal but at the end of the day what what and this is bothersome to me because i think it creates like uh almost a false narrative that allows to people to just be, and by two people, I mean two sides, yeah. just be shouting back and forth at one another. The goalpost got moved ever so slightly. I don't know if JFK was involved in the cheating or not, and I don't care. I literally don't care, right? Because that's not our focus. If we're ever gonna demonstrate that cheating occurred, the cheating is on Posse, right? We need to demonstrate that he himself cheated. Whether or not he had accomplices doesn't really matter very much to us. That'll come out when it comes out, right? What needs to be understood is no matter what, even if Pazil was proven 100% innocent and all of those games were on the up and up, JFK and Stones ran a grossly negligent game that very easily could have been cheated. And all of that was demonstrated through the investigations that we've done, right? I showed like six different ways that you could very simply Hack their system because they put up zero fucking firewalls. They followed no protocols whatsoever to run a live stream. So what what were some of those? I mean, the easiest ones would be like you just had contact with the person running graphics or the server. The server side would be the most pertinent, Mm -hmm. right? So if you have contact with the person running the server, he has real-time information. He's just giving it to you. And it's just simply texting back and forth. That's number one. That's a security breach. Okay. They never locked their peak room, right? Postle was known to frequent the peak room, hmm. so he could have easily implanted a trojan on the on the machine. That's number two, right? There was uh, a a few backdoor methodologies with the poker gfx software. Right, you went over those. Yeah, you can check out our our previous video. That's like three and four. Uh, Andrew Milner was basically t- saying that like he never developed this software for commercial use. He developed it for the everyman who, like, wanted the ability to stream a home game or uh, whatever. Like, basically trusting environments where it was clear that either not enough was at risk for people to cheat or everybody in the game was so well-trusted that nobody would cheat. And then it just, like, kind of landed on his lap where,
0: like, people wanted it.
1: Yeah, like Poker Night in America then started using it. And then, you know, Live at the Bike started using it. And then Stones and uh, whatever the, the Portland room is that the poker guys use. They all use it, right? So it's like... You know, his software branched out into effective commercial use. Now, whether or not he should, you know, take take aim at, at trying to patch some of these holes or not, I don't know. I mean, I would say yes, and he could charge them a premium yeah. because they should all want to be above board. Yes, It's crazy to me that anybody would play live at the bike right now. And I've been saying this since last year. Like, I love the show. I am friends with the people who are, you know, uh, a part of it now, um, but... I don't want to play in that game. Yeah, I mean, it's you, just not Poker Go. Right, it's not. Right, right. And Poker Go uses their own. Well, in Nevada and New Jersey specifically, there are regulations in place that you absolutely have to abide by, and they're fucking strict. Yeah. You have to have an armed guard stand outside of a peak room that's always locked and only contained to X amount of people who have their phones sequestered and like all this other stuff, where it's like literally none of these breaches can take place. That's why, like, I always thought it was really laughable where people were like, we just have to get rid of cell phones at the table. It's like, that's insane.
0: That's not. And you, that, and that's that.
1: like the lowest form of cheating.
0: Yeah. And people don't really like it's it's not conducive to a friendly environment. Like it's just like people like. People right. Don't want to use their phone. Like, it's
1: also the equivalent of like taping the cheat sheet into your calculator in high school. And, yeah, like, yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, you can do it. Oh, you were lit in high school. Though. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like, of course you can do it. But, like, any teacher who gives a shit about cheating right. will catch you immediately. Easy. Yeah, it's an easy one. Yeah, and it's the same thing in, like, these environments. So, it's like, at the end of the day, you know, they didn't have a segregated Wi-Fi. They just used the same uh, the, the same wireless network
0: that, uh, or, or they didn't have a secure right, right. Wi-Fi, whatever. So, he could just, like, if someone knows the, the password or they could just get into the server's Wi-Fi or whatever. Yeah.
1: Yeah, there's just, like, so many simple things that could have taken place as security measures that just weren't, right? The commentators were never segregated from the, the back of the house. Uh, and there, there's just so much overlap where if people wanted to collude to cheat, it would have been very, very simple. So I'm sad that the the settlement happened and uh, it kind of gives them a leg to stand on of innocence. But again, even if zero cheating take t- had taken place, they are not innocent of running an up and up game, right? right. So, they are one
0: hundred percent guilty of being negligent. Negligent of like running, and it might not even be by 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 the by the law or right. whatever of, right. of California. You're not going to sue them for negligence, right? Right, right, right. right? Exactly. because we've already we we know that
1: precedent has taken place. California is absolutely just not going to hear out a case where an operator. Was negligent in the in the game that they offered. We we've heard things like jackpots not getting paid out. That's negligence to the fullest. Mm. California doesn't care. Yeah, right. They're just not going to deal with that type of shit in their court. So when that's the case, we don't have the law to lean back on. And now all we can do is judge in the eye of the public uh, or the court of public opinion, right? right? And in public opinion, without question, it's been demonstrated they ran a negligent game.
0: Yeah. So that's really what we mean. We don't mean like oh like we're gonna sue them for negligence or by the by the. By the arm of the law, negligent, but rather like the poker community thinks you're negligent. Yeah, and like we don't want to play
1: in that environment, and, and, also we, and we shouldn't just, be forced to play in that. Yeah, and also there are just examples of what a non-negligent environment looks like with RFID. Right, we yeah. just have examples with Poker Go, and you know, anytime the, the there's a stream from Jersey or whatever the case may be, those are pre- pretty clear examples of secure streams. You ran an unsecure stream.
0: Yeah, it's so. Things have heated up. Things got a little bit heated up again now, where it's like, okay, they're kind of making their case with uh, Rounder Life Magazine and like some of their people saying, like, look, look at these hands, things like that. JFK ends up tweeting a tweet that I thought was incredibly inappropriate yesterday, uh, with like saying that we should have never said that we were that they were taking money from a dying person, et cetera, and ends up tweeting uh something like a scoreboard with like a country music background and like a Mario kind of like sound graphics like ding 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 like and I thought it was incredibly distasteful and I said that and within all this uh they're making their side and like presenting their data mm-hmm. right you saying like okay um I think we can gather the data and and figure this out you're joined by more people, uh, Galifon being one of them and High Hands being another one. And tell, tell me like what what's the goal? So I think it's just to, to have sturdy ground to
1: stand on, right? Because right now, everything is just anecdotal in nature. So we're shouting, hey, we have enough circumstantial evidence here that demonstrates cheating. And they're responding with, well, we looked at your circumstantial evidence and you guys suck at collecting circumstantial evidence. So our circumstantial evidence is greater than yours and it demonstrates no cheating, right? And that's just not palatable for the community, right? Uh, th- this hit national news. This this is what's crazy to me. To say that Rounder Life, a magazine that Postle is at least employed by if not partial owner of is like an objective entity, but somehow Joe Ingram is not like to differentiate between the two of them and think that one is credible and the other one is not is madness to think that one tiny little entity like rounder life magazine who has the sole objective to prove possible innocent Mm -hmm. is more objective than the two plus two community at large, that are effectively third parties yeah. collecting the information individual of one another is insane but most critically wired magazine and espn have no agenda whatsoever for apostle to be guilty no yeah, they don't zero they don't care they don't care what the outcome is but that article and that piece that scott van pelt did did absolutely nothing for painting Postle in an innocent light. Right. So like I don't understand the desire to clear Postle's name. If Stones and JFK have already been quote unquote cleared. Why cling to somebody who's still hanging out in the balance? What had he ever done for them? Right. What What do they owe him? Those are some, those are some good questions. None of this makes any sense. Right. They, they as a business. First of all. The fact that Stones kept JFK employed throughout all of this. Is in fucking sane. It's interesting, innocent it, or not, it, it, he's a liability right because there's not there there's never a point where you can't look back and say, Okay, you didn't do your due diligence right at hope. least that right like right
0: like okay, why did you let this guy play? Like at the most minor level, why is this guy able to play hands like looking at his phone where you can't even ever see what he's looking at? Right. And also, like, just that's, like even just the smallest of things.
1: Right. And so there are internal things too that we don't know. Right. So supposedly, like multiple independent investigations took place within the walls of stones. Right. Yeah. And supposedly, JFK headed at least the first one. Mm-hmm. Okay. That took place. Right. They got their findings. Maybe. The heads of Stone Casino were thought it was adequate enough, right? But was there literally like did the finding come back where there was absolutely zero suspicion to the point where you would say, like, hey, this customer mm-hmm. is a liability to us. Let's at least ban him, right? It's good PR. It's the appropriate move. It is. Right? Like it's it's without question. So they chose not to ban him, right? After the first investigation. Weird right but fine okay maybe they think that like somehow he offers them more value they're a private entity they don't need to give get business from anybody right okay fine now things blow up right and your poker room manager is at the forefront of the accusations where it, at a bare minimum tons of evidence has demonstrated that he did his job very poorly yes. right stones casino says we got your back buddy don't worry you're you're suspended with with pay mm-hmm. indefinitely, right, and then once they settle, so they pay a settlement on his behalf, yeah, right, albeit it's a small one because California only allowed us to sue for the amount of the rake, which wasn't very much, mm-hmm. so you know at worst, stones was effectively gonna like lose a tiny amount they they pay a settlement on his behalf, right. Still with all of this looming. And then he comes out and publicly starts to do a victory lap. Yeah. And seemingly also does it from the Stones Twitter account.
0: Right. We can't prove it, but there's a lot of lot of similarities between his tweets and the tweets being tweeted yeah. from the Stones account. Yeah. Which is like... It seems as if it's a very possible that he's controlling that account as well. And what I don't understand from Stone's perspective as a business is the poker Twitter sphere is part of your customer base for sure, right? For it, sure. it is part of your customer base. Us, like we are your customers. Like I went there, you yeah. went there. We're playing. But their- more importantly, we can influence. 10 people, 100 people, right. 1,000 people. Correct. To go or not go there. Correct. Correct. Exactly. Right? It's one of those things where it's like, for me, like, you know, my small self that I am in the in the community, arguably bigger than it is, arguably smaller, whatever. Like, when I tweet things about Bellagio and I'm saying, like, oh, these games are great. And, like, you know, all these, like, fun spots and these people are so interesting and, and like, whatever. People come to Bellagio because they... They believe this. Yeah, they yeah. believe that this is how it is. If the poker community is saying, we're not going to Stones because we don't think you're running a legitimate stream, we don't think we think you're being negligent, you think we we think you don't care about our safety in these games. We think we don't think your product shit. Like why hasn't Stones said like we're going to do absolutely everything to ensure the safety of our players? Like what like this is the first statement they should say. Like right. and it's not like they're a full-blown
1: casino, they're a card house. Right. I don't understand this business at all. Nothing makes sense. Why are these three entities still in cahoots one year later? When one of them so blatantly should be distancing itself from the other two, that it blows my mind that all three of them are still linked. It's right? interesting. It's it should interesting. have been it should have been an absolute clear and utter tactic that Stones distanced itself from both and then JFK distanced himself from from Postle. immediately, but like somewhere along the line, Stones was like, "Nah, we got you, homie. We got you, and we got your man. So like, don't even worry about it. Just stay quiet and hold strong. You'll get your chance to do your victory lap because we know California law, and nothing is gonna fucking come of this."
0: Yeah, it's unfortunate. I, I I'm interested to see like when the community is equipped with more data there was a lot of argument in like this should have been done prior i don't want to. Get it doesn't in. matter yeah it just doesn't matter when it was done right it would have changed nothing with the courts
1: yeah. literally nothing i asked mac if like this was something that we should have tried to fast track and he's like yo, know it's going to take time for you guys to do it right just do it because it's not going to alter anything mm. on the side of of like getting to discovery yeah, you know, at the end of the day, like the precedent is set. There
0: was nothing they could do to overturn that. It sucks. It's like it's weird because like the precedent was like an ancient law, like from eighteen hundreds. Like, yeah. it's not like something that is is modern. I mean,
1: you just be. know you're drawing dead whenever you have places that didn't pay out a jackpot, and the courts are like, we don't want to hear it.
0: Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, I feel like this is going to be an ongoing discussion. It's one of those things where it's like the problem is there's nothing to
1: discuss. Right, all that all there is to discuss is conspiracy. It's just a bunch of conspiracy theories. Like, how far up does this go? Who's in cahoots with who? How much
0: did he actually steal? You know, how is possible? Just the fall guy. Well, there, if there is a DOJ investigation, like, and this and it does come out, like, that's going to be a massive story. Now. For sure, for sure. You know,
1: I, I I would love to know what grounds they're investigating on, and I hope to God that in some way, shape, or form they are. But I just can't.
0: I don't know, man. I, I mean, you know. Well, if there's something shady that goes up the chain yeah. significantly, there's something there. Like I'm not saying it is or it isn't. I have no idea. Right. Right. Like somehow this is a big cover for like right. some you something, some mafia big. operation yeah. or something like that. Yeah, right.
1: I get it. I uh, I guess there could be something that would potentially interest the the federal government, mm. but not poker. No, it's not a poker. Not game, at our level. But it could
0: be like a little piece of the puzzle. Yeah. You yeah, know, yeah. it's
1: like, oh, they also did this. Like this is somehow a big money laundering scandal. Right, right. Yeah. It
0: could be something, you know, something, something, something maybe big, you know. So it's going to be a ongoing story, you know. It definitely
1: I'm, doesn't pass the sniff test.
0: No. Nah.
1: Something stinks to high heaven about this whole,
0: whole thing. Right. I, I don't know how Stones lets JFK just go off. On Twitter, like yeah. no repercussions, no like, yo, chill. We already we already settled this. They also
1: never released a public statement themselves. The public statement was him doing a victory lap.
0: Yeah, I don't get it. I don't get. It. I don't like. Usually, when something goes wrong, like the first thing that the, the 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 business says is like, okay, like we care about you. We're gonna take care of this. We're gonna do better. Like, could all you these l- things.
1: L- let's let's play it for instance? Could you imagine the Ivy MGM thing? If MGM took Stones' stance throughout the entire process.
0: And just said what?
1: And just like blatantly threw it in the face of, I, of, of, of like a Ivy
0: and the community and stuff like oh, that. you can't do that. Right. Because then like the gamblers are like, fuck you. Right. Like, That's
1: what I'm saying. Like, could you imagine if throughout the process they were just sitting there saying like, uh, you know. And there's a lot of gamblers that agree with Ivy. Of course. Yeah. But I'm saying, like, could you imagine if they were like tweeting, if they had a representative of MGM, Bobby Baldwin, <laughs> is just tweeting every single day that Ivy's a scumbag for taking advantage of of uh Ivy's a so-called celebrity. <laughs> right. Right. He's a so called celebrity who is uh you know, taking advantage of uh a uh, 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 a flaw in their system and you know he should be scorned and ashamed of himself and then whenever the courts finally rule in their favor they do a fucking victory lap that's madness could you imagine who would ever go back to mgm i mean people obviously would but like if they lose 10 percent of of market share, all they have that's to do massive is,
0: yeah all they have to do is lose some high rollers and like right. that hurts yeah that yeah. hurts like, yeah they lose some high rollers that are like i don't really like the way you talk right and it's like stones is a small operation
1: competing against thunder valley which is seemingly much larger yeah and not very far away why on earth are they still in existence what allows them to keep their doors open after all this bad pr and no corrective action
0: i don't know i have no idea it's it, i don't know i have no idea it just doesn't make any sense <laughs> what's going on like people just love poker they're just like oh yeah like some shit happened on a tv game but like we could yeah it won't happen in our game yeah it's just like
1: the rta they're like that stuff only happens at the high stakes people don't care about doing
0: that at the small stakes let us know what you all think like i want to know what the people think too like you know I, we know what the poker like twitter oh, we're gonna
1: get inundated with possible bots
0: fine bring it bring them on But I I am curious what the people, because like, not everybody's poker Twitter, right? Like, there's another separate community that like, are like, on YouTube, on Twitch, whatever. Like, and I want to see what they think too, you know? Mm -hmm. So like, let us know what you think. Like, I'm curious. Like, don't DM me, but like, leave me a little, like a little love in the the comment section. Like, I want to know. I'm I'm curious. But if you want to DM me and you look good, whatever, bro. I mean, it is what it is. It is what it is. I'm back in Vegas, baby. (laughs) <laughs> Back in weeks. i'm excited man i'm excited i want to see what happens i don't sh- care you don't care but like you're in the mist. i do not want to talk about it but you like being in the mix no nah,
1: i don't the only thing i'm excited for is to like to actually see the data like i can't wait to see that red line stat i can't wait to see it's gonna like, be the sickest stats of I, I just all i want to see is his river aggression or, like, actually just his overall River play. Like, I just want to see all the stats for River play. Just God, bro. Yeah, it's just like, I mean, what happens when you see that, like, at Showdown, he just has the best hand, like, 95% of the time? That's just not a thing.
0: Or just gets through. Like, he wins. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Showdown, 95% of the time. Like, literally uh, never chops a pot yeah. unless they're all in prior. Yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty fascinating. I mean, you know... We're likely gonna see what we know we're gonna see. You know, it's it's we're gonna see, but well, we we might see things that we just didn't even know were possible. Yeah, it's yeah. just like, like, it's just like, wow, these stats are just insane. But then they might fight back with like, well, we this is the first of its kind. We don't have anything to compare it to that's live, and you know, I mean, then and we the just circle continue. Then we
1: just scrape all of Garrett's hands on fucking live at the bike, and we show like what a true winning player looks like
0: versus a cheater. So the last thing that was said in the Wire article was, like, this is easy to solve. Like, it, it, in the court of public opinion, this is very, very easy to solve. All Apostle has to do is play. And it's over. I disagree with that. Okay, but, go
1: ahead. Well, I mean, I just think, like, he would have to play a lot. Yeah, he would have to play it. A- so we'd have to put him under a microscope a lot. And, you know, you just still have, like, a lot of failable type of of responses where it's just like i've been under stress or i'm under road yeah, 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 or for like sure, for sure you know whatever there's just a million reasons to for him to justify suddenly losing yeah um, that's true that's true and honestly even if he does start suddenly losing does that prove that he cheated on stones or does that just prove he was on a sun run right it's an 8k sample size
0: yeah it's tough all right well like the video subscribe to our channel We're back, man. It's the realest fucking podcast. No one's out there talking about like what the DOJ is doing. Nobody's out there taking a fucking flight from New Jersey, landing here, hitting the fucking studio right away. Nobody's out there. Working with Phil Galfond. Neck, neck and neck leading the, the fucking poker community to greatness. Subscribe, like, tweet at us, comment below. Tell us what you think. Tell us what you want me to talk about next week. Do you guys want me to talk about this again? No. All right. Well, there you go. Not talking about this next week. There'll be another scandal. There'll be another scandal. Every, I feel like scandals are coming up every week. We had the John the Little Scandal. We didn't even talk about that.
1: I know. I think I think Nagy handled it the exact same way Stones did.
0: There's things to talk about next they week. He just did like a victory
1: lap. Yo, just know that I would be the roommate that that fucking shut you down if I caught you doing some shady shit.
0: I've said this before to my friends. I'm like I would never rob a bank and tell Berkey. We had we you remember this conversation no. we had? We were living in in uh in the other house. We we're in the living room. And I was oh, like Oh yeah yeah, I do remember. And I was like, "Yo, Berkey, if I robbed the bank, would you tell him? And you're like, "Yeah." I'm like, "What? You're What are back. you talking about? That I'm conversation like, was crazy. <laughs> Yo, all I remember is Yo, we've had this conversation too many goddamn times. You need to start having my back if shit goes down, man. <laughs> like, goddamn. damn. I, I will. A- just don't be a scumbag. If I rob a bank, you're like, I'm telling. Don't I'm rob
1: like- a fucking bank.
0: <laughs> All right, what? What? They're circ- they're- I don't know, man. I'm just saying. Like, I don't know. You don't have to, like, tell them, you know. <laughs> Go <ahead and> <laughs> good night. You, and good night. Touch me. You're not do you are not above me. I bet you wish you was me. I know it, I know